0: You don't believe in any conspiracy there? Hey, we're recording the podcast. Shut up. Good morning to you wherever you are because it is morning somewhere for February 14th, 2024. My name is Bernie Burns with me sitting right over there, right in front of me is my lovely Valentine, Miss Ashley.
1: Hey, it's so good to see your stupid face. I'm glad you're home.
0: Dude, it's so good to be home. So I was away for about a week and a half, two weeks. We don't really like to talk about, you know, when we're traveling in the moment. But there were some posts made online where people sleuthed it out uh, that I was uh, I was in Houston for about a week and a half for a family thing, which was pretty stressful. And I got to say, Ashley, it was very nice to have this show to be able to like sit down and talk to you and have the structure of that, it really helped take my mind off everything that was going there. So, everything that was going on there, I should say. And uh, it's good to be back. Very good to be back.
1: So good to be back and to welcome you back. Um, there's a fun thing that happened
0: <laughs> while well, you're talking about welcoming me back. You showed up at the airport yesterday <laughs> with a dozen roses and a baby. Uh, uh, Finn, our, our toddler, I say toddler, but he's our kid. He's the kid. He's a kid now. He he had to go to swimming lessons, so he couldn't be there to pick me up. But actually showed up with a dozen roses and the baby. And I had two handfuls of Milano cookies and Reese's Pieces. <laughs> I, I know what to bring. <laughs> Look,
1: those are important things. They're very important things. There are Reese's Pieces here in Scotland, but they don't taste quite the same.
0: Why Why do you think that is?
1: I suspect that the same additive that's in a lot of the other uh, American chocolates is apparently some sort of acid. Uh, and I think it's to raise the melting temperature because um, on average, the U.S. is warmer. And so it's to avoid having melty chocolate just Running around everywhere, yeah, just on the loose. Uh, I suspect that that changes the taste just a little bit. And while for a lot of other chocolates, it's um, it's a harmful effect or it's not as good for Reese's pieces. Oh,
0: it's so good. Yeah, it's so
1: good. It's either that or. They just put so much more sugar in the American version. I, I think that's your answer.
0: I think that is, man. I just think that like what is considered peanut butter here too is they actually not, want peanuts in it. Well, it's not as sweet either, right? Like when you get, we have to order. There's so some items that we can still get as Americans here, and one thing we get is if you're an American, you'll recognize these brands: Peter Pan or Jif peanut butter or we, Skippy. We order, yeah, or Skippy. We order those directly. The peanut butters they have here are just not the same. It's got to be something else they add in, like whatever the butter is. It's
1: probably sugar.
0: Yeah. It's probably sugar. Yeah.
1: (laughs) It comes down to it. The Um,
0: The most American thing, though, while we're talking about crazy stuff to eat in America, the most American thing I did while I was there was I stayed in a hotel and I got the giant thermoses of coffee that are in the lobby, you know, the ones with the push tops that go. Oh yeah. yeah. Pump
1: top coffee.
0: Yeah. That always seem like, I always seem like I get to them right as they're like just half a cup at and the bottom.
1: Spitting a little bit. All
0: the air and everything, but they had next to it, they had the giant pump of artificial creamer <laughs> with French vanilla <laughs> flavoring. And I was or like, the, Oh my God.
1: Non-dairy creamer has never actually met cream, but is so
0: tasty. I'm basically just eating like, Liquid chemicals out of a cup, a styrofoam cup. And I was couldn't have been any happier to do that. I was so happy.
1: <laughs> well, there was something uh, fun that happened while you were there as well. Uh, and that is that Red versus Blue appeared on Jeopardy! <gasps>
0: I saw that. That was when I was in the plane coming over. Uh, I landed to a lot of people texting me about that. Yeah, yeah. it's
1: really cool. So uh, it was one of the the clues or the the answers. It was the blue screen anyway, um, and it was red versus blue or two armies in an animated series. It's an offshoot of this quote angelic video game franchise. The question slash answer, of course, being what is Halo. So,
0: so let me really cool. Let me ask. You, it is really. It's very very cool. Uh, and it was great to see that. Let me ask you. A theoretical question about being a jeopardy question. What are you going to do with all that fame? I, I, I'm my the opportunities are endless. My mind is reeling, Ashley. What is it better to be? Thousand dollars question is worth more. So you're like, oh, I'm a thousand dollar question, but that means it's a harder question, right? That right? means
1: they're assuming that not a lot of people know it.
0: It means less less relevancy, right? So we're like. 400. That was one from the top, like 200. Like 200 would be like, "Of course you know the answer to this question." And let's be honest, it was really a halo question, but <laughs> we're going to act like it was a nah, question. It's right versus blue question. <laughs> uh. but I, but it being I was actually surprised to hear that it was a $400 question because that makes it an easier question. If you're not familiar with Jeopardy, the scale is 200, 400, 600, 800, and then a 1000. You might have noticed the pattern there.
1: a uh, little bit, a little bit. Um but how do you feel about making someone $400?
0: I think I need a commission. That's what I think. (laughs) That's what I think. No, that was really cool. It was really cool to see that. And uh, oddly enough, about four different people texted me about it, and they all said that their aunt was the person who called them and let them know about it. All right. And the funny thing about that was my aunt Kay (laughs) texted me and let me know about it. So I thought that was really funny.
1: Well, speaking of Halo, uh, I caught a promo for – uh, a new episode of Halo season two. And as oh, I was God. watching it, it struck me, Bernie, you may not know this yet, but you're a closet vampire diaries fan.
0: What do you mean by closet girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> Bring him on. I can't wait for season two of Suck 'em dry. I don't know. What it's like. <laughs> it, no, I but can't it, even fake it.
1: <laughs> uh, one of the actors uh, in the the Halo show, I don't know if he was in season one, uh, but he's in season two, Is uh, was one of the the major characters for a couple of seasons wait a second, wait in a second. Vampire Diaries.
0: So you're saying there's a person for one of your vampire shows that's in Halo? Yes. Do you know who they play?
1: In In Halo?
0: Don't tell me. Do you know who they play? Look it up while y- you can. Yes, I do. I'm going to guess they play Ackerman.
1: Yes! Is
0: that right? Yes! Ah, uh, that, makes, that makes a lot of sense. Okay. Hey, what? <laughs> Ackerman is like the uh, Gestapo's... It's
1: Ack- Ackerson. Ackerson, Ackerson. Yeah, yes, okay.
0: Ackerson. Uh, he's the stand-in for like the, you know, almost like the... Neil Patrick Harris character in Starship Troopers, the the dark intelligence which is Oni in the Halo universe. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Did you ever play? Did you remember there was a Bungie game called Oni? I loved Oni. Oh, did you really? Okay. Yeah, I, uh. I think
1: if I recall correctly, it didn't review amazing. Um, it was so it was an anime style game basically, and yeah. you played like, this like. Were you robotic? I don't remember, but you, um, it was a little bit like
0: Ghost like, in the Shell. A lot right? of like
1: really cool fighting. Um, it was very cartoon. Uh, one of the major criticisms was that it felt like a very cool big world and very, very empty. Uh, but it felt a, in a lot of ways very digital. You fight a lot of mechs. Um, and, and I think one of your friends in the game or something might be a mech, but do you fight great a mech? Game. I don't know. See, I thought I, you fight a, like a lot of mechanized You might, you might be having things.
0: a false memory there because I had a possible. false memory too. So possible. From what I understand, from what I remember playing Oni, I was really excited about it. And the trailer depicted fights in the trailer that didn't end up in the final game. And one of them, I think, was a big fight against a Mac.
1: Interesting. That didn't make
0: the final cut of the game. Anyway, it's Office of Naval Intelligence in Halo. And I, I would have said it was Ackerman. You're saying it's Ackerson? Ackerson.
1: Ack- okay. He plays James Ackerson. And uh, in Vampire Diaries, he's Klaus Mikkelsen. The the first ever, Bernie, vampire-werewolf hybrid.
0: Wow. Yeah groundbreaker.
1: Yeah, and he's in Trailblazer. This, and he's in uh <laughs> and he's in the spin-off series, um the originals and its spin-off series Legacies. So, you know, you're a really big fan of this world.
0: You know, I don't like to r- shit on things that other people get enjoyment out of, but I will make an exception for this. <laughs> 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 all right. Well, now our worlds are colliding, Ashley. Now you can watch Halo with me. Is that what that means? Or do I have to watch your gay you, vampire show? You get to
1: come watch Gay Vampire
0: High with me. All right. I'm all over it. <laughs> Can't wait. Can't wait.
1: <laughs> um, I saw another uh, interesting headline uh, that's relevant to where we're at. Um, it's a little bit less fun. Um, and that was that there are early signs that the um, the current that makes Europe As warm as it is for as far north as it is, is showing early signs of collapse. Uh, And I saw that, interestingly enough, in conjunction with another headline, which is that uh, the population is going to peak very soon and then may drop to like a billion people.
0: Man, I that would be something I think to get JD on the podcast for because he is very in tune with population collapse and... Well, I'll let him speak for himself. If Come on and talk about it. But I know it's a big motivator for him for his studies in economics and things like that. Like It's one of the things that he's looking towards. I don't want to say forward because that makes you sound like you want it. Uh, he's looking towards that a lot and talks about a lot. I'd be curious to what he would have to say about it. Maybe I can convince him to get on the mic and discuss it with us.
1: I think that would be a great idea.
0: But how did you feel about the club, the North Atlantic Currents, the discussion of that? They're starting to see now – They're starting to see what they consider to be signs of collapse. Climate predictions are always so tough because who the hell knows? It's such a huge system. It's literally where the term butterfly effect comes from, right? Is that all these different little factors that can lead to these major things. And you can try to predict them. One of the only guarantees in the predictions is you're going to get something wrong. You know, most of your stuff will probably be wrong, even if it's off by like decades or whatever, but I think the overall trend is very obvious in what people are talking about. Anyway, so what do you think about this prediction now that the North Atlantic current is showing signs of collapse?
1: It's very concerning. For one thing, um I'm, you know, I like a little bit of winter, but a lot of winter is tough. And so it looks like we'd be looking at a lot of winter. So from, you know, from, <laughs> from a very simple standpoint, oh no. Uh, but I'm also very curious if that's why, anecdotally, the last few years, this area has been seeing a lot more um, major storms. And if that's the sort of thing that is going to happen more and more and more. I feel like climate change is going to look different in different parts of the world. I don't think that's exactly a hot take. Um, But where some areas may get, uh, you know, especially around the equator, may get a lot warmer, a lot hotter uh, and a lot drier, we may be looking at the opposite towards the poles where maybe it gets much, much colder.
0: When I was a kid, and this was in the 70s, we'd go to the planetarium and watch films. They would talk to us about our coming ice age because the earth was in a cooling period. Then within 10 years, all they were talking about was global warming. Then they had to change that to climate change. Now the whole thing is just starting to feel like there's so many different factors that are playing into this incredibly sensitive, for lack of a better word, it's such a huge system, and we're such a small part of it, you know? But it's this incredibly complex system, and affecting small parts of it have changes that we don't see for long periods of time. It's now starting to feel like, to me, when you're making a character in an RPG or an MMO, and you have that randomized button, you know, and you just hit randomize. (laughs) That's what it's starting to feel like, is is, is like what we do. We can't possibly predict what it's going to look like. I do know, though, every time I've ever hit that button in my life, I've been... Looked at the character and gone.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, No, again, again, again. Let's try again. Let's try again. It reminds me a little bit of, uh, there was a story about, um, and this was, again, very Atlantic focused, I believe. And it was uh, that they were cutting emissions from ships that were crossing the Atlantic. Oh, Hank Um, Green
0: did a video about this. Go ahead. Yeah.
1: And, um, you know, to try to uh, improve, you know, carbon uh, imprints and all that sort of stuff. And, then they started to um see unexpected changes in the climate of the area and i want to say it's it made it warmer
0: what he says in the video is he talks about how their goal was to cut sulfur dioxide emissions from major major shipping vessels in major shipping channels the north atlantic being one of the biggest and the program was so effective working from memory here they cut emissions by something like 80 85% and everyone was super happy. One of the problems problems that sulfur dioxide has in the atmosphere is when it gets up there, it reflects sunlight, which normally is a negative impact on the climate, although right now, because of global warming and rising sea temperatures, that is a benefit to us to have sulfur dioxide reflecting sunlight in the atmosphere. So more sunlight was then striking the North Atlantic, and the estimates for how much... The temperature was going to go up in that region. The actual measurements surpassed that greatly because of this. So it's a thing we did to affect, uh, you know, positive change in the climate. And we ended up doing something that was really negative.
1: I saw something. Um, it's I don't think it's a particularly new headline. But uh, did you see that there are some shipping like big, big, big ships that are now like we're doing wind power? they reintroduced sales. (laughs) I know, I know, I know. (laughs) But they made them sound like not sales, but they're sales. They're these big, hard sales.
0: What are you doing? It's so wild too, because it's weird you would bring that up. I was just uh, listening to Project Hail Mary by Andy Weir. uh, And there's a whole, if you haven't read the book or listened to it, it's a great book. I recommend it. If you like The Martian, it's the same guy uh, that wrote both. Um, there's a whole thing in there where they try to introduce climate change on a grand scale. Uh, and I was just reading about this and they, they were doing that in the chapter uh, that I was listening to like yesterday on the plane and you bring this up now. So it's really weird. We will link that Hank green uh vlog video. Is it a vlog? It's a vlog. right?
1: We'll, we'll link it in the link. Yeah.
0: We'll link it in the link, which is yeah. uh,
1: which you can find on the website dot somewhere.com.
0: Yeah. The um, it's a really interesting one and it's, it's obviously a conundrum right? We're trying to do the right thing. You know, this is not a reason not to try things in the future. It just arms us with more information for things that we can do to try to fight climate change. Yes. To, and and a- Ashley gives us more ammunition to fight the, the planet. planet.
1: <laughs> we're going to fight this planet and we're going to win. In
0: ongoing war against On the, the planet. planet. <laughs> Before we go, this might not be the best thing for Valentine's Day. Um, if you're sensitive about like gross stuff you might want to bail out here oh no um <laughs> i'm not I'm, I'm laughing it's a really tragic thing but man people die all the time this guy died in a really bizarre way i was traveling uh and i read this article i don't know if you read this or not i'll just read you the headline here ashley absolute trigger warning here on gross dying stuff um latanza plane passenger dies after quote Leaders of blood erupt from his mouth and nose.
1: Oh, my God.
0: This was witness described how the 63-year-old, uh, I had to cancel my, do I want to subscribe or allow, who would ever allow notifications for a webpage? I don't
1: know. Why would That's you? That's a terrible idea. Th- I mean, that Don't ever to, do that. That has
0: to be like a 0.01% acceptance rate, right? It has to be. But it means someone clicked, yeah. It's also, dude, I want to live my life. I want to live my life with the optimism of the, did you accidentally unsubscribe to this email list <laughs> right. message?
1: You've you've been unsubscribed. Was that a mistake? Did resubscribe you? now. <laughs> like
0: it's easy. Do you instantly regret unsubscribing from our <laughs> spam list? Here's your chance to resubscribe right now. What what optimism? What incredible optimism! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is from a, a the Mirror US. I guess is the the US version of the UK website. I didn't
1: know they had a Mirror. I didn't know in that either. US.
0: Uh, witnesses described how the 63-year-old German national who has not been named died suddenly following the tragic incident on board a Lufthansa flight bound for his home country. Uh, The 63-year-old German man tragically passed away in the horrifying incident on Thursday while traveling from Thailand to his home country. Witnesses said the gentleman appeared unwell when he got on the flight from Bangkok just before midnight, suffering from cold sweats and breathing difficulties. But when staff tried to soothe his condition with some chamomile tea, Blood suddenly poured out of his mouth and nose. Uh, Martin Misfelder, who watched the tragedy unfold, said traumatized passengers were left screaming in shock. Can you imagine that scene? By the way, a lot of conjecture is uh, this is an old article now. They probably have maybe released his name at this point and even his cause of death. But a lot of people were saying that that is a symptom of some kind of like esophageal aneurysm or something like that. Something in your throat, a blood vessel breaks, and that happens. It happened to a friend of mine once where they went out. That and happened
1: ha- to a friend of yours?
0: Well, sort of, sort of. He was, a, <laughs> he was in an elevator uh, with somebody. They were on a business trip, and they had gone out, and they had been eating oysters all night. And I guess the other person didn't know how to eat oysters. And this is what they figured out later. Was that he had like scraped his teeth on the bottom of the shell and like flaked off little bits of oyster shell into his esophagus? Oh my god, and stomach, and just like, like they were in the elevator, and all of a sudden, one of the people in the elevator just starts vomiting blood everywhere. And (gasps) you're in an elevator, or you're you know, you know, there's somebody in a seat next to this guy, like you're in a plane, it's a small environment, Ashley. That would be my nightmare. Just, my main nightmare would be dying like the guy did, which is really sad. But The knowing- secondary
1: nightmare is being next to him.
0: Oh, my God. I, I can't imagine. I, just, I can't just, imagine. i I'm like,
1: a bubbling fountain. That's horrible. Just God. horrible. Ugh.
0: Yeah. I, I will tell you some uh, better, like, a cleansing the palate here.
1: Appreciate that. No
0: pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> of travel stories. Uh, I have determined that there's basically two t- kinds of travelers in the world for airline travel. Now, There's the people that get on a plane and they're like, there's a bump and they're like, oh my God, what was that? This is scary. This is so crazy. This is wild. And the other end of the spectrum, which it seems like there's a hard line between these two classifications of travelers. They're like, I'm now passing over my house. Why am I not allowed to parachute out of the plane? (laughs) Because it would be that much faster. There is a tipping point. I could be
1: home right now.
0: (laughs) There is a tipping point where you just don't care about anything on a plane at all you're not worried about anything you've done it so many times you just don't give a shit and i don't know when that happens but it happens i think for everybody there's
1: also i think a mentality uh shift and one of those is a nurse flyer like what could possibly happen what could go wrong oh my god you know i could i the plane could go down anything could happen and i i'm just here and i'm helpless and then it's the other side that's like i can't do anything about it anyway so why stress yeah yeah I remember- I've been in both categories in my life. I, I had one flight. Uh, this was when I was living in Australia. I was on a flight, and it was very bumpy. You could see there was insane storm happening just out the window. It was all this lightning. It was crazy. It was wild. I was on my Kindle. The lady next to me was the nervous flyer. And uh, when, they, when they said, they're like, please turn off your electronics, uh, I was like, okay. Um, and so I turned off the, the Kindle. But it, it's an e-ink screen. The Kindles were still fairly new at this time. Oh, man. So it was I I turned it off and the lady was like your screen's still on and I was like no passenger
0: the passenger was like that the other passenger was fuck like that. that
1: she was like your screen is still on and I was like no it's not I was like I've turned it off I was like see here's the power it's turned off and she was like but there's still stuff on the screen I was like yes that's how the screen works
0: chill the fuck out And
1: I was trying to explain to her and she was so nervous she called the flight attendant over <laughs> to tell her that I still had my electronics on and the flight attendant didn't know what a kindle was and she was like uh and i was i i showed them i was like here on there's a the light here's you know go through now bam off done and uh and they she was like i uh uh i guess just put it in your seat back pocket but the fact that the lady like tattled on me and i was like no it's off what do you want me to do and i was explaining everything i could and she was so nervous like like somehow the lightning outside wasn't the problem. My Kindle was the problem.
0: Yeah, you know, the the plane will need to communicate with something, and they won't be able to do it because of your Amazon Kindle. <laughs> being on.
1: It was just, it was infuriating. I understand that she was nervous, and I, I, you know, I was trying to be really nice about it. But inside, I was, like, I'm just, lady,
0: lady, we're about to throw down. Well, you've got a great out for that in the future. Just act like a Bellagio fountain for. Like a excuse, squid Like escaping like, with ink. Just go, blood, <laughs> <blah." laughs>
1: And then will be excuse me, could I get a nice chamomile tea?
0: Uh, before we go, Ash, I do want to say that tomorrow is an Xbox event. Any predictions for what they're going to do for Xbox tomorrow?
1: Yeah, so this is a special live uh, version of the Xbox podcast, I think, where Phil Spencer is going to talk about the future of the business. They have said that they are still committed to making Xbox hardware, so I don't think uh, they're going to announce... Xbox is going away or anything like that. Uh, But we should be getting some clarity about their potential multi-platform strategy. So let's see what titles, if any, are actually going multi-platform.
0: Yeah. And personally, I know if they went away from hardware, I wouldn't care too much. I mean, at this point, though, I'm fully in in the Microsoft uh, ecosystem where all my movie titles are bought through there and everything else. I'm kind of like the person that they talked about in that ill-fated Xbox One reveal where it became my device for everything in my house. And if it has games on it, great. And if it, my games and my library moves to my PC, great as well there. But there is rumors they're going to have this handheld device, um, which could completely turn things around for them. And if you don't believe that, I get your skepticism, but we have talked on this podcast before about buying low and selling high, and it's hard to tell when things are low. That's the point at which there's a lot of opportunity, but it is the point when everyone's like, ah, this thing sucks, fuck it. If you want a good example of that, Uh, From the past, there was a point in time when people were like, is Apple going to stay in hardware? Is Apple going to go out of business? And then Steve Jobs got up at one of his events, and it was not the dark room, you know, in the big auditorium. He looks like he's in a hotel ballroom, and he holds up the iPod, and he said, this is going to revolutionize our business. And it did. But there were already thousands or at least hundreds of Flash players on the market at that point in time. Everyone was like, what the fuck is this thing? But he was 100% right. You just never know when those things are going to happen. All right. Well, that does it for us today. Valentine's Day 2024. Ashley and I today are going to go see the movie Argyle. Argyle. And we're going to have sushi for lunch. That's our plans for Valentine's Day. We hope you guys have a great one. We will be back to talk to you tomorrow. We hope you'll be here as well.
1: Bye, everybody.